God is love. God is love. So, for God not to love you, you must stop existing. And that will never happen. He is from everlasting to everlasting. There's one thing that is it's impossible for God. One thing is impossible for God. That is to stop loving. It's impossible. You know, uh, the sun shines. It's the sun. I think it's more possible for the sun to stop shining than for God to stop loving. <laughs> and, you know, when it's nighttime here, the sun still shines, but it shines in America. But it's still shining. <laughs> so, uh, he's constant. He is love. Right. Romans 5, verse 5. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been, say has been, poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay. Is the Holy Spirit God? Is God love? Okay, so... Who of you have the Holy Spirit? You believe in Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, that means God's love has been shed abroad in your hearts. <laughs> so, God himself now dwells in you. Matthew 22 verse 35. One of their number, a lawyer asked him a question to test him. It's now the Pharisees coming to speak to Jesus, right? One of the number, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, not Lord, teacher. Which kind of commandment is great and important in the law? Some commandments are light, which are heavy. Okay, so he's a lawyer asking Jesus a question about the law. That's the context. Jesus answers his question. He replied to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and intellect. This is the great most important principle and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. These two commandments sum up and upon them depend all the law and the prophets. So, if I tell you, you must love God. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind. What I'm actually telling you is you are not loving Him right now, but you must. For you to heed my advice, you must first not love Him in order to have the thought in your mind that now I must love Him. Because why will He tell me I must love Him if I love Him already? Okay, so there's an implied thing. With a commandment, the imp there's an implied thing behind it. If I tell you, you mustn't steal, then there's an implication that in the back of my mind, I'm thinking there's a possibility that you will steal. Otherwise, why would I tell you that? <laughs> okay. So, for you to try to change yourself, to try to be like Jesus, you must first believe that you are not like Jesus in order to try to be like Jesus. So, it's a trick. It catches you. It tells you who you're not. And then tell you, you're wrong for being that. You must be different. So we believe who we are not. And we assume that identity. And try to be what we believe we are not. Okay. So, I believe. I, let's take the stealing thing as an example. Someone tells me, I mustn't steal, I mustn't steal, I mustn't steal, I mustn't steal, I mustn't steal. 
all I'm thinking is steal, 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 steal. I mustn't steal, I mustn't steal, I mustn't steal, I mustn't, I mustn't steal. I'm looking at the, oh, no, 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 wait. I mustn't steal. So I would never have looked at the thing, but I'm so scared of not stealing, or, or, or I'm so scared of stealing that, oh, no, no, wait. Maybe it will lead to stealing. And then the temptation starts. And then you find yourself one day you just stole something. So it's, it's an importation of, or it's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like he said, that thing rides on your ignorance. You know, it's a desire stirred up in you by a message that tells you who you are not. <laughs> so then you start acting according to what you believe about yourself. You start believing, I'm a thief. Now you feel bad about yourself because you just stole something. Now you feel bad, you feel bad, you feel bad. And you're constantly thinking and you can't stop doing it. Okay? Remember Romans 7, Paul said, the thing that I don't want to do, I'm always doing. The thing that I want to do, I'm never doing. Oh, who will set me free from this body of death? Thank God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> live and move not after the dictates of the flesh, the law of Moses, but after the dictates or the prompting, says the Phillips translation, of the spirit, which is the gospel of grace. Okay? So there's a message that the spirit is speaking. And when we hear that message and receive it and walk according to it, it's a different thing. Then a message engraved and carved in letters on stone. And I try to not be that. So my whole life is I'm fighting myself. Forgetting God completely. Fighting myself. I'm in relationship with who I'm not and I'm trying to overcome him. So when we turn to Jesus, to his love... We are in relationship with who we really are. And we start to reflect Him. So I've been crucified with Christ. It is not I that live. That guy, death. It's gone. So that not personality <laughs> has been removed. Okay? And it's been removed because the knowledge of it has been washed away. And I've been given fellowship with another person who now indwells me. So my, my uh, focus now is not to change myself and my behavior. My focus now is to get to know this one who is indwelling me. Who is this one who is now in me? Who is this one called love? Who is now here inside? Okay, so God is love. Love is not on this side. The law says, you mustn't do this, you mustn't do this, you mustn't do this. If you do it, death. It's not love. There's no love there. Okay? So here comes Jesus demonstrating the love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him might not perish, that means to die, but have eternal everlasting life. Okay, so he loved the world, sent his son to die, to take the, the wrath of the law, to take the destruction of the law. That was his demonstration of love. He said, all right, everything everyone ever did wrong according to the law, right? Law, give me your best shot. Everything that was ever done wrong, let it be punished in my body. Now it's done. It is finished. He said, right, whoever believes in me now gets me now. So now... He's coming to dwell inside us. Okay. God is love. 
He cannot stop loving you. He's inside you. He dwells inside you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. In God, God is one because God is love. But in the one, there is three. But because the three is in perfect relationship, there is one. So for God to be love, there must be someone to love. So for him to exist, that love needs to be. So the Father loves the Son. The Father loves the Spirit. The Spirit loves the Father. The Spirit loves the Son. The Son loves the Spirit. Perfectly. So there's a perfect relationship. Spirit on spirit and spirit on flesh. Within the Godhead. Okay? So, in the one, there is already demonstrated perfect love. Okay. So now, he says, those who believe in me can receive my spirit. Okay? God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whosoever believe can have this life, can come in. Okay. Remember John chapter 10. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Okay. Well, a little bit before that, he said, I am the door. <laughs> Everyone who came before me as the door are thieves and robbers. Okay. So, who came before him? The scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees. They were teaching. This is the way. You must do this. You must do the rituals. You must do the feasts. You must do the meals. You must do the washings. They said, this is the way. But Jesus says, I am the way. And the truth and the life. He says, I am the door. All those who came before me are thieves and robbers. Okay? The thief comes only for to steal and kill and destroy. So, someone preaching to you, precept upon preach, precept, line upon line. Someone preaching to you certain things that you must accomplish before God will hear you, before God will do for you. Thief and a robber. The end of it is death. Okay? That is death. It's the knowledge of good and evil. Is this right or is this wrong? What am I doing? What am I doing? It's not fellowship with the Godhead. It's reasoning, fighting myself to try and get myself acceptable. And it comes out of a firm belief that I'm not acceptable. That I must become acceptable. But there's a different message that the Spirit speaks. The Spirit says, I loved you so much I sent my son. Come on. The door is open. Revelation 4. I turned and I saw a door standing open in heaven. I turned there was a, uh, and I saw you know, a lamb as he was slain in the midst of the, throne, of the throne. And I heard a voice saying, come up higher. The door standing open. The voice saying, come Come. So God is inviting every human being into perfect union within himself. Okay. So what I'm saying today rattles every preconceived idea about what God looks like. Okay. So I wish I had my board here. They didn't fit into the thing. So, people have little circles. Okay, God, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And they just overlap a little bit. Okay, that's the Trinity. Or they have that, that funny thing like this. Looks like a three-point star thing. Do you, have you saw that? The Trinity thing. No, it looks like this. Circles on top of each other. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If you've seen the one, you've seen the other one. The one. So why do you want to distinguish? The one. So in John 14, he says, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Have I been with you so long and you do not recognize me? <laughs> the son standing there, he says, show me the Father. Say, Have I been with you so long you don't recognize me? If you've seen the one, you've seen the other one. Okay? He said, the harvest looks exactly like the seed. Okay. If you plant a milli and it comes up and it makes seed, what does that seed look like? It looks exactly like the one you planted. No difference. If you put them together, you won't see the difference. So the harvest looks exactly like the seed. Okay, so you receiving the Spirit means you receiving the perfection of love into yourself and Him receiving you into Himself in perfect unity and relationship. That is it, what it means to be born again and saved. So now there's four circles. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Church. So he opened himself. Remember Hebrews chapter 10. He says, He opened up for us a fresh and new and living way. Okay? By the power in the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10 verse 19. Okay? Through the separating curtain, that is, through his flesh. Because his flesh was ripped apart, opened up. He opened up a way for us in his blood, in the power in his blood. So for you to enter, you necessarily must have fellowship with a broken body and his blood poured out. Jesus said, Take eat, this is my body broken for you. He took the cup and gave thanks and he said, This is the New Testament in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this in remembrance of me, not your sins. Everybody said, oh, thinking of my sins while I'm eating. No, he said, eat it in remembrance of me. So, when you break that bread, say, oh, thank you for your body that was broken on the cross for me. This is the door opening. This is fellowship with him. Thank you. I'm now one with you. The blood, thank you. That your blood washes away all my sin. Thank you, Father. This is liquid forgiveness. I receive forgiveness. I am now one with you. As that, the, the bread and the wine, as it becomes one with your body, it's like you cannot separate it. You can't find that bread again. You can't find, you can't distinguish between where does Christ stop, where, does, where do you begin? Because you have now been received into Him. Right? So you are so united with Him. You are completely one with Him. You are united with Him. So God is love. That love speaks a message. It does not say, you must love. It tells you who you are. There's a different message. He says, 1 John 4, let's go there. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. It's a completely different message. Love comes from God. So let's love one another. So I preached it last time there in Bulawayo. I said, you cannot 
love someone unless you have received the love God has for you. You cannot give money unless somewhere you've received money. If you don't have it, you can't give it. So, just have it. So here it comes. Jesus loves you. Hear and believe. Jesus loves you. He loves you. Jesus loves you. He gave himself for you. Jesus loves you. He loves you. Hear and believe. Jesus loves you. Okay, now you have it. Okay, so love is from God. We ought to love one another. Okay? And he who loves his fellow men is begotten of God, is born of God. Do you see the connection between born again and love? You're in the relationship. So you can't say you're born again if you don't have the relationship. Let's put it the other way around. You do have a relationship when you're born again. Don't disqualify yourself in your head thinking, oh, I don't look like that guy, so I don't have a You have a relationship. You hear him speaking to you constantly. You're forgiven. I love you. Believe him. He loves you. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't tell God, oh, I'm just wicked. I'm a sinner. He tells you, no, 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 I washed you in my blood. That's his love speaking. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes him might not perish but have eternal life. So that's what love says. I washed you in my blood. That's what love is speaking. Religion says, now you're not good enough. God will not love you. You must show him how much you love him. That's religion. Jesus says, I love you. He who loves is begotten of God and is coming to progressively to know and understand God. So how do I understand God more? Is the love that I've received, I give it away. Then I understand God more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I know what it feels like to love like he loves. So I understand God more. So I receive his love. Oh, thank you. You love me. Awesome. And then there's a wicked guy that's just scratched your car. Just give that same love away. Ah, oh, I love you. Come here. The guy's like, what? <laughs> but his life will never be the same. What's a scratch? You can just take it to the panel beaters and it's fine. Someone's heart you can't take to the panel beaters. Someone's heart is infinitely more precious than whatever they did. So Jesus, let them crucify him. Father, forgive him. They don't know what they do. <laughs> he received the love of the Father. He says, oh, I love you. I love you. Put the nail there. Okay. okay. Father, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, so he doesn't expect anything from us. He just lavishes us with his love. So now we receive his love. Thank you. How will I understand God more? That what you receive, just give it. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him for God is love. So when I have fellowship with this love, receiving this love and expressing it towards other people, Okay? Then I know God. Okay. Adam knew his wife, Eve, and she conceived. Okay. I know God. You get what I'm saying? Intimate fellowship. Okay. That's the knowledge of God. Intimate fellowship. I'm not speaking of, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he has the shop there. You know, yeah, I know him. No, 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 no. Know God. With other words, I'm, I'm in that circle. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, me. We are one. I'm the body of Christ. He's in me, I'm in Him. If you see me, you see Him. 
I know Him. How can I know Him? Like this. Ah, oh, I love you. Love you, brother. I really do. So you just saw Jesus. Because the love of God is expressed. God is love. So if we express love, we show God. So if we receive love, we receive God. So receive, be constantly open to receive the love of God from people, but from Him. You have your relationship. He's in you. And then what you've received, just give it. Love you. Love you. Okay? And love is strong. If someone is sick, just love them. You. If you need something, he loves me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, I receive. We struggle because we don't know he loves us. We think, yeah, will he give me? Will he give me that car? Will he give me a wife? Yes, he will. <laughs> he loves you. So if I, if I feel that love, I ask with confidence. Ask with boldness. And I receive what I ask. In this, the love of God was made manifest where we are concerned. In that God sent His Son, the only begotten, unique Son, into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And sent His Son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Okay. Not that we loved God but that he loved us. In, I mean, is it difficult to love someone who's perfect? No. Is it difficult to love someone who is wicked? Yes. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. <laughs> what kind of a love would send someone who is perfect and holy to the cross, to the most um, the most crazy suffering torture there was for someone who is not deserving for, for someone who needs to be tortured okay so he was perfect he said oh but i love him and i know i know if i go and take this punishment i will save him but actually he deserves it. But I love him. Let it come to me. I want to save this one. So here we are shaking our fists to God. You said blah, 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 blah. We don't even know. He said, I loved you. I already paid the price. You'll see. <laughs> You'll understand. Yeah, I know you don't understand now. But don't worry. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Just keep on hearing. So do you see, if we can see him for who he really is, our hearts changed. Nature changed. That nature that comes to you is love. Is God. It's placed inside of you. Fullness of God. The full perfect fellowship in the Godhead inside you now. Now that perfect love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Dwelling in you. You now have the power to give it. To anyone. And it will change lives wherever you go. Because as soon as you minister it, someone else receives him. And they have it. One person, knowing who he is, has the power to change the world. Every time you speak to someone, their heart flames up with the love of God and they are drawn into perfect unity in Him. Free from all the complexes, free from all the insecurities, free from all the inhibitions, free from all the fears, free from all the whatevers. Just free to love. Free to live. If you think, oh, I'm going to give that guy a piece of my mind, you're limiting yourself. You are expressing who you are not. You are limiting your own ability. You are limiting your own nature.
to something that you are not. It's like you're running into a prison. I'm going to show him. <laughs> Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the love is freedom. So if someone comes to put you in bondage, you're free. You love. And then you remove their bondage too. Beloved, if God loved us so very much, verse 11, we also ought to love one another. If God loved us so very much, we also ought to love one another. No man has at any time yet seen God. But if we love one another, God abides in us. And His love is brought to completion, to its full maturity, runs its full course, is perfected in us. Okay. Can you see love? No, you can see people who love. Can you see God? No, but you can see God in people. Okay? You can't see love. You can only see when love is expressed through people. So how will you see God? When you love. When you live in the love, when you receive love and give love, people see God. It demonstrates Him. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Faith happens within the relationship in love. Power happens in the relationship in the love. It's not by the fasting, by getting thin. and It's not by that. It's not by putting yourself through terrible hardship. It's by being free in the Spirit and allowing yourself to express Him freedom. Forgetting all the criticism of what people might think if you express the love. So we fear people's opinions about openly expressing the love of Jesus, right? We fear the people's opinions. We fear the judgment of people. So we kind of stop. No, no. They need, because they've never seen the love. They've never seen it. They've never known it. They cannot be other the other way than they are. They have never seen anything else. No, we have the love. And we are scared of their opinions. No, let's show them so that they can be free. When you see someone criticizing you, arguing with you, fighting with you, what they've heard is fighting with you. What they've been taught is fighting with you. They are not fighting with you. What they've heard is fighting with you. So now you're showing them something better. You see their reactions like, oh, I see they, they, they hear what I'm saying. At least they, uh, they can recognize it's not what they've, heard, that what they've been hearing. They see it's different. There's a reaction. Okay, good, they're hearing me. Years ago, God told me. I was there praying. God said to me, when people fight with you, it's because they heard what you said. Faith comes by hearing. So they heard what you said. So that's enough. So leave them. Five years later, they'll preach it. Just leave them. Don't try to win the argument. It's not in convincing people. <laughs> it's in demonstrating the love. <laughs> it's about the spirit in which we do something. Let's show them so they can see. Let's demonstrate so they can see. So now they come, no, 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 I disagree with you. It's only because you don't experience what I'm experiencing, but at least you're, s you're recognizing that what I'm saying is not what you've heard before. So it's good. And then next time you see him, you, you just say the same. Until they hear, until they receive. And that word has the power to change them. Okay, James chapter 1. Uh, he says, uh, get rid of all, uh, all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. Now he says how? In a humble, gentle, modest spirit. Receive the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. So, it's not in my ability to convince someone. 
is not in me beating them into submission with a bat. Bah, bah, bah. So they can then maybe agree with me doctrinally, but I didn't demonstrate love in convincing them about God is love. God is love. Da, da, da. What does that help? <laughs> we show them. Okay. The word is him speaking. It's him. It's not letter. The letter of grace will kill you just as easily as the letter of law. Letter kills. But spirit makes alive. It's him speaking. And the Spirit is speaking, I love you. So that's what the Spirit wants to tell that guy. I love you. He loves them and he's expressing it constantly until they receive it. So my honor and how they're speaking to me, oh, I don't like how they're speaking to me. It's not relevant. Because Jesus loves the guy you're speaking to. Okay? <laughs> so no one enjoys it when people fight with him. Just realize what you are saying is more is stronger than their reaction to what you are saying. It's hitting them in their innermost core. And they're just like, ah, no. <laughs> but it already hit. They heard. <laughs> they're just reacting because it's something. What's this? So don't worry about people persecuting you people speaking about you brush it off realize be rooted in this you are in that fellowship you are in the love of God you are in the relationship so those we're going to read it now those who dwell in God dwell in love verse 16 we know and believe the love God cherishes for us God is love. And he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells in him. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Okay. Now, if you page through 1 John, the day of judgment is people speaking against you, coming against you, judging you for what you say. Not one day judgment. If you look in First John, it's about people coming against what you preach. So people judging you, the day of judgment. But you can take it for the day of judgment. John chapter 3 says, those who believe will never be judged, so you have no problem. You have confidence in the day of judgment. No one's going to judge you. God's never going to judge you. There's a scripture. Those who believe in Jesus will never be judged. So you believe in Jesus, don't worry about the day of judgment. So you can take it for that day. But now, in the day when people judge you, we have confidence. In this union and communion with Him, love is brought to completion. Perfection. So they come with their judgment and all they find is love. That we may have confidence for the day of judgment. With assurance to face Him. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Okay, as he is, hmm, how is he? God is love. So are we in this world. Okay, so who are you? I am love. That's your core identity. Because you have been received into him. Into the garden. And you have received him into you. You are one. You are the body of Christ. He is the head. You are the body. One. That is who you are. You are love. You are the beloved. But he is my beloved. I am my beloved and he is mine. Song of Song. Song of Solomon. I think it's four. I, my beloved, he is mine. All right? So, in this union, communion with him, love is brought to perfection. Okay? Verse 18. There is no fear in love. That means I don't fear God. <laughs> I 
not afraid of him because I'm one with him. Are you afraid of yourself? Is your head afraid of your shoulders? Is your feet afraid of your hands? We are one with him. Okay? So there's no fear in love. So we are in this together. We are one. Okay? That mean, that's what love means. We are one. Simunye. <laughs> we are one. <laughs> okay. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. So in this relationship with Jesus, dread doesn't exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. So if terror wants to come towards you, confidence in that day means, oh, I just don't receive the love of my Father. Because perfect love casts out the fear. So whatever about the fear, thank you that you love me. I love you, Father. And whenever someone comes to you, they just find love. So it's not about what must I do in this situation. No, I don't exist. It's not I that live. It's Christ who is love that lives. So it's not about me making a decision to do this or that. It's about being in Him. I'm in Him, He's in me. And now He just flows. So you're not thinking, I am under attack and I must do something to protect myself. No, what's in your mind and heart is love for this person always because he loves that person. This is God's heart. This is his agenda towards anyone. He loves anyone you talk to. So now there comes this person who is trying to attack you. I love you. Come here. And it drives out the terror out of his life and he receives love and he's saved. We are tempted to grab a stick and eat him. <laughs> but the love can change the nature. If we are religious towards someone, we beat them into submission and we get them to behave in a certain way. Conformity. That's what relig religion does. You go and then everyone is the same. When love is expressed, there's a spontaneous uh, reaction. You can see it's love. You can see it's joy. You can see it's peace. But everyone's reaction to love is unique. Everyone's response to joy is unique. So um, if you look at little children, okay, <laughs> You give them some, uh, they, they enjoy something, they just laugh. They're being themselves. Okay? Have you, have you noticed when you get religion, the laughter starts to... When you, okay, it's time to get serious now. Church is not a playground. You must be serious. So away goes the smile, here comes the frown. Hmm. No, Psalm 2 says, he who sits in heaven laughs. Romans 14 says, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, if we're going <laughs> to express God, there's going to be some joy. There's going to be some peace. There's going to be some laughter. There's going to be some love. There's going to be some wonderful fellowship. It's not going to be, you must do what I say. Okay? I have a strong tendency like that. You must do what I say. But then God's love comes to me and... Uh, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus. And he helps me. Like he says, I shake myself loose from the dust. Don't judge yourself because of who people think you are because of who you were. Allow yourself to move on. <laughs> Be free. Love. Receive love and love. Because people know you differently doesn't mean you have to stay that way. <laughs> I give you permission now to love, to receive love and to love. 19. We love him because he first loved us. Romans 5, verse 6. While we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves, at the fitting time Christ died for the ungodly. So you qualify. 
<laughs> no, it's an extraordinary thing for one to give up his life, even for an upright man, for, though perhaps for a noble and lovable and generous benefactor. Someone might even dare to die. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What a love. Therefore, since we are now justified by Christ's blood, how much more certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and the wrath of God? Okay, that's the wrath expressed and described in the, in the law. If while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be saved and daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrection life. It doesn't matter how bad you are. It just means it qualifies you for salvation. If, if you think you're bad, you're worse. <laughs> and he came and saved you. Powerless to help yourself. He came at the fitting time and died for you. We are washed in his blood. His blood speaks a message to your conscience. And that message is, your sins are forgiven. Amen. That message is, I love you. Amen. He, in your very core, he tells you who you are and how he feels about you. The message of the blood. Okay, we'll speak about that later. First John chapter 3. Little children... Let us not love merely in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth. So he's speaking about expression of this love. The fellowship of the saints. Expressing the love that we've received from God. Okay? By this, we shall come to know that we are of the truth. By what? By the visible expression of love. By this, we shall know that we are of the truth. Because love is truth. He's the way, the truth, and the love, uh, the life, and he is love. Okay? By this we shall come to know that we are of the truth and can reassure our hearts in his presence whenever our hearts, in tormenting self accusation, make us feel guilty and condemn us. So when love is expressed, guess what? Your heart is pacified when your own heart accuses you. So if your heart, in tormenting self-accusation, makes you feel guilty and condemns you, the expression of love subdues that torment. So here is someone who's tormented in his heart. He's, he's, in his heart, he's angry, and he feels condemned. And people who feel condemned love to make others feel condemned because that's how they feel. You know, if you speak to someone and you feel yucky afterwards, they just made you feel how they feel. If they made you feel scared, they just make you feel how they feel. They're scared. They, they ju they're just giving you what they have. Okay, so don't, you don't have to receive it. Okay, so here's someone now, he's tormented in himself, accusing himself all the time. Now here's someone full of the love of Jesus. Okay, so now, in, not in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth. We express love. <sighs> we love you. Perfect love casts out all fear. There goes the torment. So now this guy's heart is resting. So now he wanted to give you a piece of his mind. But you came and gave him love. So now that thing is gone. He's disarmed. He doesn't have law to judge you anymore because the love came. And now he's standing there. And he feels the love. Okay? And now, for the first time, he can start asking God. Because he, he's, he doesn't disqualify himself all the time. Listen to this. Uh, whenever our hearts in tormenting self-accusation make us feel guilty and condemn us. Okay? For he is above and greater than our consciences. Okay. If your conscience accuses you, God is greater than your conscience. And his love will subdue the accusation in your conscience. And he knows everything. So you're not surprising God by what you did. You're not catching him off God. <laughs> you're not making him skrk. He's not, he's not nervous about what you did. You already paid for it before you were even born. So he's, he's, not, pretty con he's not so much concerned about what you did wrong again 
this week. He doesn't really, he's not concerned about that. He's concerned about your heart not being tormented by accusation. Okay. He's greater than our consciences and he knows everything. And beloved, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not make us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence, complete assurance and boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders you see there it is yeah see what the orders are this is verse 23 this is his order that we should believe and love one another it doesn't say that we should do everything moses wrote it says that we should believe in jesus and love one another so if i, if I believe in jesus i'm saved i'm included in the relationship in the love him in me, I am in him. Now I've received love. Now he says, love one another. Receive, that's, that's the believing part. Receive the love, give the love. Your heart is not accusing you then. So you have confidence and freedom before God. And whatever you ask, you receive. Condemnation is the biggest hindrance to receiving from God. You are forgiven. You are perfected by grace. You are washed in His blood. His blood was shed because He loves you. And because that was the only way to bring you to perfection. To bring you into reconciliation, into oneness, into the love relationship within Himself. John 14 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Jesus speaking. He says, you believe in God, believe also in me. So, let not your hearts be troubled. Just believe. <laughs> All right. Lord Jesus, we receive your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for this relationship. We thank you that you made us one with yourself. Lord, we receive. Remove the veil from our hearts and our minds. Let us see. Give us deeper insight so that we can know you, so that we can show you to the world. In Jesus' name. Amen.